The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the Early Line Live right here on this Thursday all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. That is Donnie Wrightside, and I am Ben Stevens. Two more hours to go up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. We are just three days out from Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. That means two spots available on Sunday in Super Bowl 58 out in Las Vegas. But for 28 other teams, Donnie, that's not in the NFL's Final Four, the offseason is already here A stunning development yesterday in Miami. Vic Fangio, one of the great defensive minds in the modern era of the National Football League, who served as the Finns defensive coordinator this past season in 2023, is parting ways with Miami. A mutual agreement. Vic Fangio is expected to become the new defensive coordinator back in Philadelphia, where he spent 2022 in an advisory role with the organization. Of course, Philly made it to the Super Bowl a season ago. Now, look, everybody works off of the early lines timelines, Ben. How do we open the 9 o'clock hour with Vic Fangio news and an immediate Adam Schefter tweet that says former Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio is traveling to Philadelphia this morning to officially sign the contract to become the Eagles' new defensive coordinator. Perfect timing right here. So there you go, Vic Fangio officially the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive coordinator, which, again, getting back to what makes sense here, they wanted him last year. And if anybody doesn't answer, well, if you wanted him, why didn't you just get him? It was an interesting quirk that the NFL always has. Coaches that can't actually leave or accept positions if they're still playing until after the Super Bowl. Well, Vic Fangio was going to be on the hook saying, well, I'm going to be a coach next year. The Miami Dolphins really want me, but I really want to be in Philadelphia as I was a consultant here. But I don't know if Jonathan Gannon's going to get the head coaching job. They're not going to fire Jonathan Gannon. Then I don't have a job. So he takes the job with Miami. The Eagles get knocked out. Gannon moves forward. And you're not going to be able to change at that point. But Fangio always wanted to be in Philadelphia. It just didn't work out. And by the way, worked out financially. He was actually the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL last year. But now will be officially the Eagles defensive coordinator. The guy they always wanted instead of taking disciples off of his tree that didn't work out yeah. now they actually get the guy let's make sure we bring in that sports grid radio audience here hour number two of the early line on a thursday donnie ben sirius xm channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold we had the news yesterday that vic fangio was expected to go to philadelphia after the mutual agreeing to part of ways with the miami dolphins donnie just bro- brought you the breaking news it is official vic fangio making his way to the city of brotherly love today to sign on as the defensive coordinator for the eagles when you look at philly this year of course donnie The final 11 games of the season for the Birds, they allowed at least 20 points. They were the third worst scoring defense in the National Football League this year, better than 25 points per game on average. Last year, eighth best scoring defense around the NFL, just a tick over 20 points per game. Vic Fangio was expected to be the guy. Jonathan Gannon was in those head coaching conversations, seemed like he might be back. Of course, impressed Arizona enough to become the new head coach of the Cardinals entering 2023. So Vic Fangio had to make other arrangements, winds up in Miami. Now he is back for Philly. And Donnie, you said this entering yesterday's end of year press conference with Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. The Eagles had to answer some questions, not just take questions, but have answers ready to go. That's a big one to get one of the best defensive minds in the sport now on your coaching staff under the guidance of Nick Sirianni. 
I thought it was interesting yesterday, too, Ben, when you had that press conference. I'm like, they better have some answers, because quite frankly, they had no answers at that press conference, which was hilarious, which I didn't know actually why they were meeting. You should have been meeting with the media after you had your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator and moving forward in like a solid front. But also, that press conference was scheduled for 2.30 p.m. Eastern yesterday, started a half hour late, because obviously news was breaking that Fangio was out in Miami. They probably had to make some phone calls, delay the press conference. We knew it was going to take place. They were tweeting yesterday. Hey, look, Fangio's out. Everybody in the NFL expects him to be with Philadelphia. It just took about another 16 to 18 hours in order to get that done. But at least you have a guy. Here's what we talk about with Vic Fangio, right? Uh, last ten, excuse me, last twelve years, ten top ten defenses. That's what you want. But when you watch the Philadelphia Eagles defense, it wasn't a lack of players that couldn't play. When you have guys running wide open, it's your scheme where nobody understands what you're actually doing. Ben, we've seen bad defenses right. across the land say, hey, you know what? I just don't have the cornerbacks to keep up. He's beat by a step here. Uh, this guy gets open over the middle because a linebacker can't keep up. But when everybody is wide open on every play is what it felt like for the final six weeks, that's a problem with your scheme. So at least now you have a guy that's bona fide that steps into the room and the players don't go, Man, who's this guy? I can't. Our first meeting was terrible. Yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You get the commanding respect right away, and pretty much that's half the battle. Listen, if you're a Birds backer and you saw Sean Desai, a Fangio disciple, try to run what Vic Fangio does very well, and you're like, come on, it's pretty much the same scheme. It's not. Vic Fangio's one of the best, and believe me, whatever his scheme is, the Eagles are going to buy in. Now, as we get ready for conference championship weekend, Wednesday is a big day, Donnie, in the National Football League. When you get ready for a full week on a Sunday, it's really the first day the guys are back on the practice field. We get the practice reports, the injury reports. That's the case here for conference championship Sunday. Debo Samuel did not practice yesterday. Kyle Shanahan still says his status is uncertain for the NFC title game on Sunday night in Santa Clara. Donnie, he was listed as 50-50 following the division around this weekend and the victory against the Green Bay Packers where Debo Samuel was knocked out of the game early in the opening half with a shoulder injury. You are a betting man, as we all are here on the early line. Do you believe Debo Samuel will play on Sunday? It's pretty hard to keep a professional athlete out of an NSC championship game if he's telling you all the right things like he can play, even if he isn't nearly 100%. But here's the issue. We're talking Debo Samuel, not a wide receiver like Randy Moss. But, you know, I'm just going to run one pattern the entire game. Right. It's deep. It's one-on-one -on -one coverage. I might not even get tackled in this game. It's not a quarterback that you can say, hey, we better keep an extra tight end to keep this pocket clean so he doesn't get hit in his rib cage or his shoulders. This is Debo, who probably is expected to get five to seven carries this weekend. This is Debo Samuel catching four to five screens. This is him running over the middle repeatedly and making defenders miss and also getting tackled by five guys but still never going to the ground. I don't know if that's going to be the case this weekend, and that's a detriment here to that San Francisco 49ers offense. I'm still waiting out, but you got the vibes yesterday where they're not going to tell you the truth, right? He didn't practice, his shoulders sore, but he feels a little bit better. That probably means he's yeah. trending playing and quite frankly even if having him out there as a decoy you still got to worry about him ben he's probably going to play this weekend but if you're talking about day donnie you're going to bet any debo props this weekend which i would have loved to have done probably not ben there are no debo props listed at the moment but receiving yards are now out for brendan iu george kittle and christian mccaffrey the niners remain a full touchdown favorite on sunday night at home in the nfc championship game the total 50 and a hook meanwhile in the other afc championship game or the other championship game on sunday Joe Tooney, the outstanding all-pro offensive guard for Kansas City, dealing with a pec issue, did not practice yesterday. Neither did Isaiah Pacheco. The Ravens remain a three-and-a-half-point favorite. More on the early line up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You hear it already behind the scenes. Some ruffling, <laughs> some chuckling. Who knows what is going to come next? Our sports professor, Rick Horo, joins us here on this Thursday on the early line on Sports Grid. Rick, we're only about a week and a half away from getting to see each other once again in person in Las Vegas for all the Super Bowl 58 festivities. I know I can hardly wait. Donnie hoping he don't see you in Las Vegas. Hey, say it ain't so. Uh, I'm just so excited about this. I, I woke up the yesterday morning kind of tearing up, and I didn't know why. It's because it's uh, two weeks, and you know, the, as you get closer to significant relationships in any context, the days become longer and harder and more emotionally taxing. That's where we are today. I'm going to see you for a good part of a week, uh, but I'm coming from Toronto and Boston. The All-Star Weekend is before that, so we're going to do some good social media coverage of All-Star Weekend, which, by the way, I think the NBA and NHL does it better than any other All-Star thing. The skills competition, a little hokey, especially when you try to hit surfboards with a slap shot in Toronto. Now, that, that was only Miami, but, you know, the games themselves, those three games and the four-on-four, those are interesting. It's finally a yeah. game itself. It's not flag, you know, flag hockey, flag basketball. So, now they'll be good. So, then, then Vegas. Yeah. All right. So, you're not at the Pro Bowl games. We get it. You'll be up there at the NHL All-Star Games in Toronto. So, Rick, as we focus on the NFL, we enter conference championship weekend in just three days. The division around was a great success in very largely watched the Sunday game between the Bills and the Chiefs averaged 50.4 million viewers the most watched NFL divisional round or wild card playoff game in league history in fact across the NFL's divisional round it averaged about 40 million viewers TV and digital the highest on record dating back to 1988 per the NFL Rick, what is the appetite for football right now? What does it mean for the NFL as a league moving forward? It is incredible, the appetite. And by the way, this will be an interesting experimental year. Because remember, the national championship, because of the 12-team playoff, doesn't happen next year until the third week of January. So we're going to mm. see some competition we didn't have before. The NFL has firmly established as not only appointment viewing for one window and two windows, but now probably two windows on Martin Luther King Monday, that first weekend. And then we have one outlier game that causes controversy, and the Peacock game will happen next year. But it won't probably be Saturday night because of that vintage legacy. It'll move around. Then the second week, the windows of 3.30 and 6. Uh, 30 or 3 and 6.30 are incredible windows. We all know because we watch it that the most important, impactful viewing time for any NFL game is 6.30 Eastern. It's the cross between the right time for Pacific and the right time for Eastern. That's when Super Bowl mm -hmm. kickoff is, and that's when next weekend is. So, look, the NBA and NFL didn't need it, but they draw on best practices, and we're predicting over $50 million for these games. That Ooh. Lamar game with uh, uh, the Chiefs, uh, I'm going to say it's 55, depending. If it's a deep freeze all over the country where you can't get out of your house because the doors are frozen, maybe even 60. Oh, Rick, let me ask you a question about the Super Bowl itself, because, yes, it's always been on Super Sunday and particularly lately there at that 630 start. Is there ever any talk about moving the Super Bowl to a Saturday or a Saturday night? Or is that just not in the cards? They don't want to mess it up. It's does bonanza ratings. But from a viewing standpoint for the public, I would love it on a Saturday. Who cares what you want? I mean, and I, I, don't, I don't mean it. 
No, I don't mean it negatively like that, but I'm saying you yes. meaning the the viewing public and the yes. viewing public is fine. But, you know, why disturb something that's going to reach 140, 150 million number? I'll tell you what the talk was. I don't know if you remember a few years ago to mm. move it to the Monday and create a holiday around the Super Bowl. And uh, oh that's God. not going to happen either. But the Saturday loses a little panache. Super Bowl Sunday has not only become appointment viewing, but now the pregame, I don't know if you noticed, pregame, 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 before the pregame is now going to be 11. Yeah. Can you imagine seven and a half hours of uh, of Jim Nance? No, let's not put it that way. But how do you fill seven and a half hours? With you Joe do Lisi. NFL Today oh, stuff yeah. and you, you come yeah. on to the Sports Grid Network to get all That's the it. betting <laughs> angles before hey. the game is actually even played what a super bowl sunday slate we have here on the spiz grizz officially right. official bill vinovich has been named the crew chief of the super bowl 58 refereeing crew rick what goes into the process of selecting the refs that are going to officiate a super bowl you know troy vincent the competitive people at the nfl uh, asked for the ratings from their staffs and it's very, very uh, mathematical. It also requires a little bit of overall judgment. It is not a vote for the highest number. Uh, it's a little bit like the college polls used to be, where you had the mathematics that took you X amount away, and then you went a little further. They mix and match, and, you know, the old debate is the new debate, which is, are crews who've worked together all year more effective and efficient, even if they're mm. not the all-star crews, than the all-star crews? Well, the NFL has come out on the all-star crews for years and probably will stay that way. Rick, let's take a look here. As we like to say, there will be lawyers, or at least somebody's got to pay for something here. That's Portland and OKC. We have a protest that's put in in the NBA that you, in order to file it, you send in $10,000 to the NBA. If you win it, you get your money back. If you lose it, you don't. What are the chances of these protests getting overturned? And also, just talk about the business practices of having a basketball game ending, but then you have it under protest here. Well, less than zero. And frankly, uh, there are protests that are happening uh, and the ability to do it all over sports. You know that the uh, Major League Baseball rules require protests on the field, and they require the managers to designate exactly at what point a game is protest or they lose the opportunity. Yeah. This all comes back to, and I remember seeing this and saying, remember when the PGA Tour would allow callers to call in mm -hmm. and make silly complaints some oh. real some not but yeah. the game needs to be kept within the four corners of the integrity of the event itself i don't like fans protesting i don't like fans calling in yeah. and I'm, I'm a purist i don't know if ben stevens agrees if it is we don't agree on a lot what about you ben do you agree I would just say Rick Hora would hate to play golf in front of an audience. They would be quick to bring down the hammer on his hand wedge from a bunker or knocking it out yep. of the trees with his seven iron. They would not take kindly to Rick Hora skirting the laws a little bit. Speaking of, Rick, a moment in the coaching carousel in the association, I was going to make a move over. You know what? No, we don't really need your thoughts on the NBA dust up that was Adrian Griffin being fired in Milwaukee. Rick, what about Jim Harbaugh? Your guy, a Michigan man, making his way now to Los Angeles. What does it say about what Dean Spanos is doing with this Chargers franchise? What will be the repercussions in a Los Angeles market where the Bolts are not necessarily that hometown rah-rah team. By the way, the, save your uh, energy on the NBA dust-up because uh, notoriously people don't know how to fire people in the right way. And so, you know, there's a very easy way. You go in the office and say your services aren't needed anymore. We're going a different direction. Yeah. Goodbye. And then everything is done. That didn't happen there. As to hiring, uh, uh, the Harbaugh situation, I'll slow down because I'm going to take the break, guys, so you can relax. Yeah, the are. Harbaugh situation is one where you weren't really sure whether Spanos was going to pull the plug and push the button. He needed identity. He is clearly the second team in a stadium that he had to negotiate from a point of weakness anyway, since Orange County and San Diego didn't do anything for him. This puts them on the table to be relevant. Does the guy repeat his successes he did with the Niners and Michigan? He certainly has a competition with his brother. It's not 
director chase, which would have been a Belichick interesting sidelight for the Chargers. But it's something else that's really important for them. And the L.A. market with 11 million people has needed a second relevant team. And the Chargers have not been. Will they play well? Nobody knows. Would you bet on them? I think so. And if you want to know more about the right way to bet, you better come back right after the commercial. These two guys are the best in the business. See you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We got to get you ready for Conference Championship Sunday. And we do that here on this Thursday on the early line on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside, the man in the middle with the toughest act to follow in showbiz, the hardest working man at the Spiz Grizz. Jerry joins us live right here on this Thursday on TEL. Three days out, JR, from the start of Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Over these next two segments together, we will preview Sunday, what it all means, the individuals that will impact the outcome, and potential early looks at a Super Bowl 58 matchup in Las Vegas. You are here and you are ready. Yeah, I am absolutely uh, ready to roll here. And plus, we all know the NFL is fixed. So uh, this is already being predetermined. And uh, you know how that rolls. If I swear, if I see one more, just one more post to that on social media, I'm going to scream. For all those geniuses that think the NFL is fixed, do me a favor. Send me before kickoff the actual ticket that you're paying money and putting down your own money telling me on the correct side because you know it's fixed. I don't ever see that, though. It's always after the fact that it's fixed. So, you know what I think Jaranary is referring to is earlier this NFL season, the National Football League and their social media accounts put out a graphic that highlighted the new logo for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas that featured the previous two logos, Super Bowl 56, that had the Bengals and the Rams logos on the outside, Super Bowl 57, Chiefs and the Eagles logo, and a Super Bowl 58 logo that featured the Ravens and the Niners. Is that what you are referring to here, Jaranary? Mm. Yes, and of course the uh, the big conspiracy uh, that follows because colors matched right. somehow. By the way, we haven't even played the games yet, but somehow it's already fixed. The script is in. Everybody, except I don't see anybody profiting from all of this knowledge that uh, hmm. they apparently have ahead of time. So pass it around. It the knowledge will be is what we need. Divided, we need some knowledge. Uh, DRS, lead us in, brother. <laughs> I mean, let's get some knowledge on this game. Fixed games are not fixed matches here. Yes. Again, on X, we get a lot of those tweets here at us. Here. Hey, like this game tonight, fixed matches. Yeah, we understand that. Not going to be a fixed yeah. match this weekend. Kansas City and Baltimore, some rain here, Joe, coming into the forecast. You take a look at the numbers updated at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a three-and-a-half-point favorite here for the Baltimore Ravens, and we take a look at that total, 44-and-a-half. What they probably should be calling this show is the Patrick Mahomes Inventational Football Game because he's in it every single year. Does he win it in advance? Is it Baltimore's year? Give us some looks here, Kansas City, Baltimore. 
Well, you know, listen, anytime you see, I mean, the history tells us, right? So the Patrick Mahomes as a dog has been uh, pretty profitable to back here. And I, this game is tough to me because I, I believe Baltimore wins this game, right? But we've got a lot of things going towards Kansas City. We've got experience. We have that hook now available, guys. The three and a half. Mm. There was even a four that popped up yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, I think this all comes down to whether or not we believe that Patrick Mahomes and this offense can do enough to keep this thing within one score by the time we get to the second half. If you think that, then without a doubt, I think you've got to take Kansas City. Uh, if you think that there is no way this version of the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes uh, is going to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe here against uh, Lamar yeah. and the running game and that defense, then listen, don't be afraid to lay three and a half. Don't be afraid to lay four. Uh, don't be afraid to lay anything because the spread in all likelihood, if you like Baltimore, is not coming into play. But if you believe there's still a little magic with Andy and uh, Mahomes, then you grab that hook as soon as you can. Listen, 10 playoff games so far during this 2023 NFL postseason, only two has the spread come into play. Super wild card weekend, only one. It yep. was in Detroit. The Lions won by a single point but did not cover as a three-point home favorite. Last weekend in the divisional round in Santa Clara, the Niners a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay. Won by a field goal, did not cover as a nine-and-a-half-point point favorite this spread shorter than that it is just three and a hook so six consecutive AFC title games for Kansas City the first AFC championship game appearance for Baltimore since the 2012 NFL season when they ended that year as a Super Bowl champion but unlike the previous five AFC championship game berths Joe for Kansas City where they were a top six scoring offense in the NFL the Chiefs enter conference championship Sunday as the only scoring offense between the four remaining teams outside of the top five in the National Football League. So as we look at these two teams, we look at their records overall, we look at the stats that have led them here to this AFC championship game appearance. What do you think is the key matchup come Sunday in the Charm City? Here's my fear with the Chiefs. I, I think they let it all hang out against Buffalo. And ironically enough here, it's funny, uh, teams to beat Josh Allen in the playoffs, uh, guys, over the last couple of years, just go back to this. Uh, the next game after beating the Bills, yeah, 0-4 uh, straight up. Uh, you're talking about the Bengals in 2022. You're talking about Kansas City in 2021, Kansas City in 2020, and let's not forget uh, Houston and Deshaun Watson back in 2019. So the bottom line is, over the last three seasons, teams are 3-14 and 14 against the number in the game after beating the Bills, and they're failing to cover those games by almost a touchdown. So what it tells to me is, the, you play the Bills in playoff atmosphere and playoff times. You are leaving it all out on the field. And now you've got a more rested uh, Ravens team here that looked a little rusty in that first half, but looked like a totally different team in the second half. If that team shows up here in Baltimore from the get-go, it might not make a damn bit of difference here. It looks like it might be 0-5 straight up uh, in teams that beat the Bills in the playoffs. Joe, mm. we take a look at this game, too, because obviously the two quarterbacks here are fantastic. And if we can agree that this year's MVP is Lamar Jackson, that gives him two MVPs in the NFL. The same with Patrick Mahomes. But why do we take a look at this game? And sometimes me as well. Like, we trust Patrick Mahomes imminently in this football game, but we're still like, ooh, you know what? Maybe if Lamar Jackson doesn't have a good game here, should we still be looking at it that way? Or is Patrick Mahomes here clearly the better quarterback? And or Lamar Jackson, we shouldn't have these doubts anymore. We expect him to play good football not the other way around like oh maybe this is the game he doesn't play well well I, you know listen they're here for a reason right a uh, lot of experience it has not come up puppy dogs and rainbows all year for kansas city but quite honestly does it make a damn bit of difference what they did during the regular season right now the only thing that matters is this next game and remember this isn't a four out of seven here guys so the best team doesn't always win any given Sunday here, guys, which is where I think experience will come into play. Now, ultimately, I think Baltimore is the better team. I think they have the 
uh, the better defense, more playmakers. I think they can beat you in more ways, but that's when you get Patrick Mahomes, the great equalizer here. I think the best way to approach this and the way I'm going to approach it is I think uh, the first half, I think points are coming in the first half here. If you guys noticed what happened to Buffalo in that second half is not an anomaly because Spags has only given up an average of seven points his defense in the second half all season long. That, that defense has never given up more than 30 of Kansas City. It's the best defense Mahomes has ever had. So if you're going to build a lead and you're going to have to adjust and milk it in the second half, it's got to be done in the first half, which I think both mm -hmm. teams will have some success early. I think both defenses collapse the offenses in the second half, and it's uh, it's going to be within a score. The question is a field goal or a touchdown, and that is a big question. But I'm going over in the first half because, hell, even Houston, it was 10-10. They got 20 points in the first half last week against Baltimore combined. The number is only 21 here in this game. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback, booked as an underdog since the start of 2018, eight and five straight up, nine, three and one against the spread. The Ravens this year favored 15 times, 10 and five against the number, booked as a four point favorite or less, six games this year for the flock, a perfect six and O oh, ATS. Only a three and a half point number in the first game on conference championship Sunday in that AFC title matchup. In the nightcap on Sunday, out in Santa Clara, it's a full touchdown. Seven points mm. in favor of the 49ers. The over-under is 50 and a half. Joe, there are the narratives, then there are the numbers. San Francisco in to the NFC Championship game for a fourth time in the last five years. Detroit, of course, its first NFC title game appearance since the 1991 NFL season. The numbers reflect two different expectations. Is this game more competitive than the touchdown spread might say? Is Debo playing? Anybody? Anybody? Because uh, if uh, if he's not playing, this is a tough. Uh, this is a tough game. I, I'm way more confident that uh, of what we're going to get in the Baltimore Kansas City game than I am this one. Simply because I think Debo Samuel means that much to San Francisco. Not that I don't think they can't win without him, but you're looking at having to win by more than a touchdown. And we've seen his offense without him, what, four times this year, and it looks anemic. It doesn't look anywhere even remotely close to the same offense mm -hmm. with him on the field. So I think he's a big part of it. But ultimately, Detroit, six of seven in the red zone this postseason here. Uh, big drives when it matters most during the game. They are going to have to be even better than that in this game, I think, ultimately to win it. The Lions only booked as an underdog three times this year, two and one mm. against the spread, all three games on the road. San Francisco a favorite in all 18, nine and nine against the numbers. Joe Ranieri is back with us for a second consecutive segment looking at the Super Bowl next. Mm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Three days away from Conference Championship Sunday. Two games on Sunday, the AFC title game, the NFC title game, with the NFL's Final Four still left standing in the chase for a Lombardi Trophy. Both, all four, I should say, looking for two spots in Super Bowl 58 out in Las Vegas. German Airy back for a second consecutive segment, live right here on this Thursday on the early line. Joe, we are almost at the end line of this 2023 NFL season. The four teams in the NFL's Final Four. Here are their prices to win a Lombardi Trophy this year. San Francisco, plus 140, still the favorite by 30 cents only in front of Baltimore, plus 170. The Chiefs, a plus 450 number. The Lions, the fourth and longest price at plus 850. Joe, we have reached conference championship weekend. The cream is at the top. Is there still value, though, available in those Super Bowl 58 outright odds? Yeah, well, it all depends here. I, I do think there are some look-ahead lines right now in the in potential matchups, whether it be the you know the Ravens versus the 49ers, which we've seen, or whether it's the Ravens. Uh, versus Detroit, for instance. I think there are, I think there are going to be, and right now I'm seeing look ahead lines somewhere around three, three and a half Ravens over Detroit. Um, kind of the same thing there with the 49ers, although it looks like some of the look ahead lines are maybe the 49ers by a point. Somewhere. It's going to be virtually a pick em in that spot there, which I think is great because then it's just simply a matter of, Picking the winner here, but some of these outright markets and the matchup bets in that prop market for the Super Bowl, Ben, uh, they are some pretty good. If you have the right yeah. combination here, you can jump in and uh, and get yourself locked in at a pretty good price because you know what happens once it's decided those numbers are not going to be available here after Sunday. I'll tell you what's nice here, Joe, too. Like, growing up in the late 80s and early 90s, it was like, okay, whatever NFC team here, put them at minus 17 and a half for the Super Bowl here. At least mm. no matter what, we're getting those numbers at three and a half and four and a half. But let's be specific here. The San Francisco 49ers lining up against the Baltimore Ravens, probably the most likely outcome here. In the Super Bowl, as it's listed here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Niners are a minus one and a half point favorite in the total of 47 and a half. Let me ask mm -hmm. you this question. Forget about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Let's just say the way these teams play this weekend get some of that public perception mm. is there a chance that when we wake up monday morning here joe that the baltimore ravens are going to play the 49ers with the ravens as a minus one and a half point favorite yeah it's it's certainly possible but i i don't think i think you'll have you know you'll have plenty enough time for this thing to level itself out here it, it's a pick em game i think the books know it's a pick em game one way or the other uh, you know, unless San Francisco falls completely flat and somehow pulls out a miracle uh, to beat Detroit here, I, uh, you know, I, I think San Francisco won one and a half and it'll get down to a pick em and it'll go either way come kickoff. The total is the interesting thing to me if that is actually the matchup here because I do think the recency bias of everyone looking back to when these teams played on Christmas and how Brock Purdy threw four interceptions uh, and how what a one-sided affair it's going to be. Uh, keep in mind, guys, that, yeah, he may have thrown four interceptions in that game, but three of them were tipped. And by the way, they still averaged almost six and a half yards a play in that game against that defense. So I think the total in the look-ahead spot here for the Ravens and the 49ers uh, it closed 47, 47 and a half on Christmas. That's what I'm seeing right now as a look ahead. And I'm all about the over in the Super Bowl, if that's the case. Of course, the San Francisco 49ers in that game on Christmas at home, a five and a half point favorite. The Ravens won outright. Baltimore has been the best underdog in the National Football League under John Harbaugh, dating back to the start of his tenure in 2008, including a Super Bowl 47 championship against Jim Harbaugh in the San Francisco 49ers. The flock won that game 34-31 to end out the 2012 NFL season. Baltimore was a four, four and a half point underdog in that matchup. Joe, we asked the public early this week on Monday, following the conclusion of the division around, hey, you guys out there in the public, who do you think has the best chance 
to win Super Bowl 58. Not who do you want to see in the big game on Super Bowl Sunday. Who has the best chance to win Super Bowl 58? In the public, pick the Ravens first by a pretty good margin. Then the Detroit Lions, both teams over the Niners and the Chiefs, which Donnie and I Ooh. took to say, hey, we're kind of done with seeing the team that has been in the AFC Championship game the last six years. The Chiefs, if they get to Super Bowl 58, would be their fourth Super Bowl appearance in the last five years. And the Niners have been there before Super Bowl 54 against Kansas City. The Niners have been in the NFC title game four of the last five years now. The public wants fresh blood. If that is the case, it would also be the largest spread in a Super Bowl 58 matchup. The Ravens, a projected four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Detroit Lions, the over-under at 49. If the Lions can pull off an upset as a touchdown underdog in Santa Clara against the Niners, do you think they would still be a four-and-a-half-point dog against the Ravens? It, it, it will, yes. I think it'll open somewhere around there, Ben, and then continue to be bet, uh, and the Ravens will just continue to get uh, the money uh, pouring on in there. But again, I, it's not a fluke that Detroit is here in this game. They are here because not because they're the best team, but what they have done is they have shown up in the biggest moments at the biggest times. And when they've gotten to the red zone in the postseason, they have converted. They have settled for no field goals. Uh, they have had other teams settle for field goals when they converted touchdowns here. And in the fourth quarter, give Jared Goff and this offense credit. When they needed not to give the ball back to the opposing team there, they held on to the ball and had these epic drives that uh, that just forced the other team use all their timeouts and just put them in a spot where they couldn't come back. So they have been doing all the little things correctly. But again, for them not yeah. just to win this week, but to actually beat, let's say, Baltimore, they are going to have to be even even more perfect in those areas if they're going to get it done here. No shame in that, but the Ravens are certainly going to be the pick if it is uh, the Detroit Lions and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Another monster Super Bowl chance here would be the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City mm. Chiefs. The FanDuel Sportsbook here, Joe, lines this up as the San Francisco 49ers as a minus three-point favorite, which I think will in be interesting with the betting public. So you're going to tell me, yeah, Mahomes went it as an underdog getting roughly a field goal against the, the uh, Buffalo Bills. That's a W. Oh, what did he do the following week? Oh, he beat the Ravens as an underdog, and you're going to give Andy Reid two weeks to get ready for this Super Bowl and give me three more points. How does the public look at that 49 his chief Super Bowl if that comes to fruition. Well, I, you know, I think, listen, I think is uh, you guys, you guys said it, right? People are just sick and tired of the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes, unless, of course, they end you up win. beating the Baltimore Ravens and upending them where everyone thinks the Ravens are going to blow them out here. Yeah, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're going to get that, uh, that complete flip there and everyone is going to be on the Chiefs like, I told you so, I knew it. Man, it's the greatest quarterback ever. It's the greatest. Co yeah, no, if they pull out the upset against Baltimore in Baltimore and they're representing the AFC, uh, and yes, the storylines, 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs would be epic with the, you know, back here, what was it, 2019 in Miami, in fact, where uh, yeah. the 49ers should have won that game and figured out a way to lose it, which seems to be the M.O. for them. They will have revenge on their minds, but I do think the public will land with the GOAT, or at least what they think is this generation's GOAT here in Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs were a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Super Bowl 54 in this potential rematch against the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners would be a three-point favorite. The Chiefs did close as a one-and-a-half-point, two-point underdog last year in Super mm. Bowl 57 against the Eagles in the two Chiefs' victories in their Super Bowl appearances. They have covered the number in their loss. They were booked as a favorite, and the Buccaneers, of course, dominant, winning 31-9 to outright for the Chiefs they have gone under in two of their three previous big game appearances on a Super Bowl Sunday as well how about this for a storyline the final game of the 2023 NFL season would be the same exact matchup as the very <laughs> first game of the 2023 NFL season that would be a rematch of the Lions and the Chiefs. The first one in Arrowhead, this Super Bowl matchup would be in Las Vegas. In the Chiefs in this spot, 
booked as a favorite laying three and a half points. The over under at 50 and a hook. That is the highest total for any of the potential four Super Bowl 58 games that we mm. could see. Joe, would it follow suit? Would we see some points in a rematch between Detroit and KC? I think you would see them early. <laughs> That's for sure. You will definitely get some yeah. points in that game with these two teams. But it's, uh, I mean, listen, there has been, I mean, the numbers show it. There has been no more profitable first-half team and quarterback than Jared Goff and Detroit. Guys, the numbers are ridiculous. Uh, the planning there, the, uh, the scripting uh, out there, the blueprint that they come out with those scripted plays, it works, man. Detroit comes out and smacks everybody that they play early score they score and they score and then Kansas City on the flip side is that team that says all right whatever you did well much like Lou Anarumo in Cincinnati we talk about him over the last couple of seasons and how great they have been in shutting down what worked for the other team in the second half well Spags in Kansas City they've been doing that this year so I think any game involving those two teams Focus, split that game in half. Focus on the first half with teams and look for unders in the second half because I think that's the script that is likely to play out if those two are the teams playing for a Super Bowl championship. How about the script in the Super Bowl for a possible MVP trophy? You take a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm. Lamar Jackson at a plus 200 price. Brock Purdy plus 280. Mahomes 5-1. to one. McCaffrey plus 650. And Jared Goff at a 12-1. to one. Right now, if we had to put you on the spot, Joe Ranieri, who is getting your bet to be MVP of the Super Bowl? Mark Andrews. If it's Baltimore, Ooh. it's Mark Andrews. Whoa. Getting my money at a monster Whoa. number here because uh, uh, hopefully he'll be back this game. And uh, depending on who he is going to play, and Whoa. I, you know, really, I don't think it matters whether it's Detroit or San Francisco, guys. Uh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to have a big, big game in store for him with the way those two teams uh, can cover some linebackers, which is not well. Uh, and I think it's going to have, it's going to be really good for Lamar to have his. Uh, have his security blanket back here, and nobody is going to be seeing him. And that number right now is probably through the roof. So Andrews would absolutely be my consideration. Yep. 90 to 1 on Mark Oof. Andrews, who does have a receiving yards prop listed for the AFC Championship game on Sunday, 35 and a hook. Now, Lamar Jackson's passing yards prop is only 207 and a half. And the Chiefs are the fourth best passing defense in all of the NFL. But we know Mark Andrews and his impact on this Baltimore offense. And still, yep. he is Lamar's favorite target. It would be his first game since the middle of November against Cincinnati. I like that. That was bold. That was very good. Six quarterbacks in the last 10 years have won Super Bowl mm -hmm. MVP awards. Two wide receivers two defensive players as well. Joe and Ari, we're going to see you on Game Time Decisions tonight, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll be here. I'm never no, leaving. No, just I'm just, just log in whenever you need me. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hardest I'm working man yeah. at the Spiz Quiz. You can Ferris Bueller day off his way on the GTD. We hear from the public up next. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ending out this second hour on a Thursday live right here on the early line on Sports Grid. It's Ben, it's Donnie, and maybe more importantly, it's the Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. You can scan that QR code on your screen in a matter of moments. All of our information and insight available in the palm of your hand. Now, our producers behind the scenes, John Shames, Joe Frizo, they're the creative minds here. Donnie and I are just the pretty faces that share out the information. They come up with the polls that you will see out there in the public. And Joe Frizo was coming down on himself this morning, Donnie, thinking that this fade the public poll would not get the public perception it deserved. Joe, you're wrong. We got over 260 votes and counting. So it's time to hear from the public about Jim Harbaugh and his move back to the NFL. Now the new head man in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Was it the right call? That was that question. A good one, Frizo, in fade the public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, did Jim Harbaugh make the right call, leaving Michigan for the Chargers? A lot of interaction, but a lopsided vote. 74% saying yes, Harbaugh made the right decision, heading back to the NFL to become the new head coach of this Chargers organization. Yeah, the only thing that's kind of wild here is that we don't have even more than 74.4% of the vote saying yes here. I'm assuming a lot of these people are Michigan fans here that are voting and or maybe Atlanta Falcons fans voting at this point. Because for you to say Jim Harbaugh didn't make the right call leaving Michigan to the Chargers, I don't know what the no vote would be, but apparently there's 25% of the public out there that said, no, that's a bad move here, Ben. No, it's the right move. It's the right call. Jim Harbaugh did it at the perfect time, not only with the sanctions and the investigations with the NCAA maybe on the horizon and outstanding, but he brought his alma mater as a self-proclaimed and proud Michigan man back to the Pantheon in the peak of college football, a national championship. It was the right call. It was the right move. We'll discuss further when hour three starts in 55 seconds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.